Hey folks, this is uh, Woody1017 coming at you from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Uh, 1017 named after October 17th, which is the day that cannabis became legal recreationally and medicinally across this great nation of ours called Canada. So this entire podcast is dedicated to propagating and taking the movement forward and making sure that as many people uh, can take advantage of the use of cannabis as an alternative to either recreational um, vices or as an alternative to your traditional medicinal and medical kind of treatments. Cannabis is a very viable one and that's what this podcast is entirely uh, dedicated to. So the goal here is to to educate, to provide information, to provide grow tips, to provide all kinds of different insights from A to Z and everything in between as it relates to cannabis consumption, growing, the industry, and, and everything in between. So that's really what we're dedicated to do. This is our number one podcast, and I thought what I would do is give you a little bit of a backdrop about who I am and why I'm doing what I'm doing, okay? So rewind really quickly. This is uh, the path that brought me here. I started taking cannabis when I was in, when I was in high school. So I got, I got a fairly early start with experimenting with, uh, with weed, cannabis, the ganja, so forth. And uh, I, I really had a, a good time with it. So I mean, when, I, when you first start doing it as a high school student, you don't typically get into it for the medicinal reasons. You do it because you're a teenager and you begin to rebel. You want to experiment. You want to sort of spread your wings and discover things. And that's what you know, life, generally speaking, is, is and should continue to be all about. Uh, great time with it. Now, the one thing that you know, I always kind of scratched at the back of my mind was that it was illegal, right? And there was this stigma that came along with consuming cannabis when I was growing up. And obviously, I mean, the hippies did it, and it's an ancient plant that's been used for millennia. But, you know, when I started taking weed in high school, the stigma was, again, the guy's a stoner, you know, a skid. And there was a certain stereotype that went along with the people that would actually uh, smoke weed and consume cannabis. And, you know, one of the things that I want to do moving forward is to break free from that and sort of walk you through what my path looked like from the time I was a teenager to where I am now. And, you know, understand why I believe once again that this is the right choice in terms of uh, both a medicinal uh, plant or product as well as for recreational. So the back of my mind, there was always this thing, you're a skid if you smoke weed, weed is illegal, dope is for dope, say no to drugs and the whole sort of, uh, you know, machine that was built around making sure people stayed off this stuff. All the while, alcohol was legal and lives were being destroyed as a result of alcohol. Not to say that lives haven't been destroyed as a result of drugs. Uh, but in that case, I'm referring specifically to the, the harder drugs, which don't necessarily come from the earth. You know, these manufactured chemical products and so forth. That's a different story. Uh, I'm not judging about that at all, but I'm speaking specifically about the experience with, with weed and cannabis and marijuana. So growing out of that, basically, you know, when I was younger, I had these goals and dreams and aspirations. And when I would smoke weed, 
it would always give me an opportunity to sort of, you know, think big, right? Like just bow, blow your mind, think about some of the things that you want to do, have some great creative ideas, you know, laugh a lot, have a lot of fun. And, you know, that, that's sort of like the entire uh, marijuana experience. Now, what happened to me, though, is that I grew tired of being the guy that would that would be the, the stoner in the crowd, right? I mean, the, peer pressure is a huge thing, and it can work for people, or work against people, rather, that take drugs for the wrong reasons. But in this case, it's kind of a, a reverse peer pressure whereby I would smoke and take cannabis, but all of my peers, 95% of my peers, were actually drinking you know, in high school. And that was their advice. It was legal. Although they were underage, the use of alcohol itself in society was legal. In fact, in many, many respects, it was almost condoned. Um, you know, it was so easily accessible and we all, you know, did that. But so I made a transition at one point in time for what I thought were the right reasons. I'm going to move away from taking, from smoking weed and I'm going to start drinking because that seems to be the thing that the thing to do, right? So succumbing to peer pressure in the wrong kind of way. And one of the things that I, I noticed as I reflect back on my life is that when I made the transition from marijuana to alcohol, uh, my life took a, a really interesting turn. So and what I mean by that is I stopped having those grandiose expectations of of what my life could be, you know, how I could engineer my life to be who I am and to be what I want to be out of life and get what I want to get out of life and, you know, really add something and leave my mark on the planet. When I started taking alcohol, you know, it became a really, really sort of powerful social lubricant, you know, getting out, mixing it up with people. Uh, we've all seen that people get along great when there's a couple of social libations and then things start going downhill after that. But then along with it came, you know, putting on weight, uh, along with it came, you know, the blackouts, the partying too hard, the call of shame the next day, um, you know, the liver, uh, this, the brain fog that goes along with that. And the, the easy access and the ability to go out for beers at lunch, uh, after work, at barbecues, the list goes on and on and on. And there's really no shut-off valve in terms of how easy this is to get access to and incorporate that as like a really, really strong omnipresent part of your life. So when I made that transition, there was a bit of a bridge that happened or a, a fork in the road took place. I got away from the good things that life brought me. I got away from all that creativity and I got a lot more sort of sullen and not even as optimistic about my life as, uh, as I was moving forward in it. And that to me was a huge challenge and I didn't know what was going on. Like, okay, so I stopped smoking. I went 10 years without touching any kind of cannabis and during that 10 years, I drank a lot. I mean, I was in my youth. Um, that was what people did, and that's how you got along. I went off to university, lived on campus, and it was, you know, it was omnipresent. We had fun. But along with that came a lot of those things that I talked about that are like the real, real downside of, of drinking. And then it got to a point where up until very recently, I was like, what is going on with my life? I mean, I, I don't see... 
the, the, the future anymore? What's the bright side? What do I have to look forward to? What am I fucking doing here? Like, what is this life all about? And then I, I put on some weight, you know, drinking nonstop for 15, not nonstop, but drinking kind of consistently for 15 years. Uh, you know, you put on weight with that. And not to say that you don't eat too much when you, you smoke weed, but it's a different thing altogether. Um, so you put on weight, your health starts to deteriorate, you have impact on your liver, uh, you know, you stay out too late, you don't sleep well, and it's just a cycle that keeps repeating and repeating and repeating itself. And that's the cycle that I was on. And it didn't occur to me, like I said, until very recently when I decided, you know what, cannabis is legal in Canada, and... I'm going to switch gears and get off of the alcohol and see if that exuberance and that passion and that quest and you know love of life can come back to me and help fuel some of my dreams and aspirations for the balance of whatever I have left in my life. And a couple of cool things happen. Not saying that you need to get on cannabis for this to take place. The, the, the key message here is I think it's a viable and an amazing, amazing alternative to alcohol. But really what happened is when I stopped taking alcohol, when I stopped drinking, the brain fog went away. You know, and I felt alert and I feel alive. You know, my, my synapses in my brain are firing on all cylinders now. There's no brain farts. There's no moments of like, what am I, what was I saying? All of that stuff kind of goes away. I'm more passionate, more engaged with the family, uh, you know, more engaged at work. Uh, just all these things that seem to have been sucked away from me, from my core being, I attribute that to having alcohol in my system. Whether or not I've been drinking that day or, you know, that weekend or for the days leading up to it, that's gone now. It's out of my system. And I'm telling you, I couldn't feel any better. The byproduct of that too is that I lost uh, a significant amount of weight and I can see it decreasing a lot more in terms of the, the body fat that I'm carrying with me. Now, so that's the backdrop. That's where I am. And uh, moving forward, I mean, I, I'm wide awake now, right? So I don't have this poison alcohol life-destroying alcohol on my system anymore and I've started reintegrating cannabis into my my lifestyle. So there's a couple of things I do. I smoke. Uh, I use uh, cannabis for its alleviating psychoactive effects. You know, it helps me with stress. Uh, it, it does actually help with uh, anxiety and depression as well. And that's one of the, the telltale signs that whether you're an alcoholic or not, I don't consider that I was an alcoholic. Uh, but certainly looking back on it, honestly, right now, I was probably drinking more than I should have. But, you know, the moral of it is that without all of that garbage going on um, in my life because of alcohol, using cannabis became this phenomenal experience. So you can use it for stress, you can use it for depression. And the point here was that alcohol does lead. It is a depressant. So if you have it in your system... You know, there's no wonder that you're lethargic and that you're having a hard time getting your ass in gear and that you need that four cups of coffee to get going in the morning and in the afternoon because it's in your veins, right? And, and it's not good for you. So clearing alcohol out of my system really, really helped with my anxiety and, and it helped with uh, these minor bouts of depression that I would have. And it went away almost instantly when I stopped doing that. Uh, so cannabis enhances a lot of these different things too and one of the the really cool observations i made is 
I don't do it all the time, but when I do do it, I can do it guilt-free and conscience in a clean conscience. Uh, it, it opens my, my brain up to a lot more creativity. It helps me understand and take inventory of where I am, where I want to go. Everything is basically so much cooler when you're using that. The next day, there's no brain fog for me. Uh, you know, if anything, I feel so much more alert. And you don't have to smoke weed to get high in order to enjoy some of the benefits of it. There's uh, the CBD weed as well, which I'm a huge fan of because you can benefit from the medicinal properties of cannabis by engaging in consuming a really, really high CBD um, content weed with very, very low THC, which does not give you the buzz, but it still helps you with aches and pains. It helps you with anxiety. It helps you with depression. Uh, it, it helps you sleep better. There's all of these different things. So that's the transformation that I went through. And uh, that led me to where I am right now. And with, Lee, with weed being legal here in Canada, that was my springboard to start saying, you know what, enough bullshit. No more lying to yourself. No more pretending. No more playing society games. This is now what you're going to be doing with uh, the rest of your life. You're going to be an, a strong vocal advocate and proponent of cannabis as an extremely powerful medicinal um, tool as well as something that has really really good benefits for uh, recreation as well without a whole bunch of the drawbacks that come along with the traditional stuff that's been legal and taxed which is alcohol so that's the springboard and I've got a lot of work to do still uh, in terms of changing the minds and the belief systems of this old antiquated social structure that says weed bad booze good uh, you know, my in my group of friends, there's still a lot of people that don't believe in cannabis. They've got that mindset that, you know, if I don't see a commercial for it, it's a bunch of people sitting around a campfire having beers on a cottage or whatever, you know, that lifestyle that they promote when they sell you their alcohol, like the cute dogs and the bud girls and stuff like that. If If they don't see that, it doesn't exist and it's wrong. So... My goal is to make cannabis mainstream and I want to educate people one person at a time to let them know that it's good, it's safe, it's a lot healthier, it's a lot more productive, it's a lot less destructive in your life and that is the number one goal. And what I've been doing as part of that, which is what has led me here as well, is all that social stigma all of these belief systems that we're going to be shattering moving forward. We're going to start educating people about how to grow your own. Uh, make no mistake that you can grow really, really high quality primo marijuana, whether uh, you want it for the medicinal effects without the psychoactive high that you would get with THC. If you want to grow it yourself in your backyard or in a grow room, in your home, you can do that and you can produce it for yourself for, you know, pennies on the dollar in terms of what the government will sell it to you for uh, and and you know where it came from and you'll be able to grow more than you'll ever know what to do with if you do it properly so save your money uh, we'll walk you through exactly what you can do in order to be able to benefit from that too uh, 
so and the other thing that that it brought me here uh, as part of springboarding this and getting the word out to as many people as possible is I actually work with uh, some hydroponic shops as well pretty much all over North America and I help them bring customers in who are hobbyists like me uh, and you know they can graduate throughout the different ranks and and start incorporating some more advanced techniques but I started out just as a hobbyist wanting to try it out, try growing it on my own and see what I could produce on my own without having to spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on an ounce of marijuana, right? Where that's, you know, it's nothing but tax and so forth. So I've been working with hydroponic shops that help individual hobbyist growers like me, probably like you as well, to uh, teach these people how to do it and make sure that they get the right kind of guidance to make sure that they get the right kind of products, to make sure that they know where to point to when they're looking for advice and help. So I work with these shops all over North America and help them bring in clients to, you know, to help spread the word about Canada, cannabis and, and cannabis in Canada where it's completely legal. Now there's some states in the U.S. where recreational cannabis is legal and uh, we work with those states as well. But... I'm super excited. I mean, this has been my journey right now. It's been a struggle. I want to change the world. And uh, I think this is what my calling is going to be, is to bring mass awareness of the benefits of marijuana, whether it's recreationally or whether it's medicinal, to the people. Now, I will make a promise. I'm going to go on record as, say this, as saying this, and I'm going to stand behind it. If you drink and you have the ability to stop, now it's a big one, and you switch gears from alcohol to cannabis, your life will change. Your life will change for the better. So here are some of the bold claims that I'm going to make. You're going to do better at work. You're going to do better with your family. You're going to do better with your friends. You're going to sleep better. You're going to feel better. You're going to live better, and you're going to live longer probably. So that is the challenge. That's the Woody 1017 challenge. Try and get off the weed. Uh, sorry, get on the weed. Try and get off of the booze and get onto the weed. And you'll see a night and day shift. Now, don't panic because you can't go for like six beers after work anymore. You can still enjoy that stuff. But what you'll find too is if you consume cannabis, your alcohol consumption will go way down because you won't have that desire the need, the want to keep drinking. You know that train you get on when you have uh, a couple of beers uh, after work or on the weekend at a barbecue? It's hard to stop that train. Well, you incorporate some cannabis in your routine. That train doesn't need to leave the station quite as quickly and for as long when it comes to you know enjoying a pop or two. So change your life, change your habits, change from alcohol to weed, and watch your life improve dramatically. So subscribe to this channel. I hope you enjoy the podcast. My commitment is to bring you education to help hobbyist growers and people who just want to become more informed and more educated on cannabis and what it can do to positively impact and change lives. So with that, Woody1017, please join me on my mission. I'll walk you through my successes, I'll walk you through my failures, and hopefully we can all learn together as a community. Please share with your friends and let's change this place. All right, talk to you soon. Woody, 1017, peace out.